Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. TheChairShot.com TheChairShot.com Always Always Use your head. You are now listening to ChairShot Radio. Always use your head. Oh, yeah, here it is, Monday morning. Hello, everyone. Welcome into ChairShot Radio, a part of the ChairShot Radio Network on thechairshot.com. You are, of course, listening to your first of your double dose of Patrick O'Dowd and David Ungar here as we do chair shot radio monday morning and then we do bandwagon nerds in the afternoon although this week just like last week it's actually just a single dose as i will be away for bandwagon nerds and so this is this is your loan opportunity beloved chair shot radio listener to listen to patrick o'dowd on the chair shot radio network because uh, i'm not going to be at the greg demarco show either dave and, and so did they officially nope, switch the name back? Did, did he switch the name back? Oh, no, oh, sorry. It's not the great DeMarcus show. The Babyface Heel podcast. I, I, I saw threatening messages that, that got me all up in arms today. So. <laughs> yeah. Yes, the Babyface Heel podcast, my mistake, formerly the Greg DeMarco show, now the Babyface Heel podcast. Formerly three other names as well, but we're not going to get into yes, that right it's now. A, it's, it's been a lot of different names. Uh, very excited to bring back what I think was a fairly successful little chair shot radio segment uh we're bringing back musical chairs we are going to keep with the the plan as it seemed to have worked pretty well i feel like i don't know about you dave but we got some pretty good feedback on you know each of us picking an artist and talking about that that musician or group and and really going through why we like them and something for them to listen to yeah especially from one mr christopher platt who i know shares a love of queen with you and he was he was very complimentary of what he was listening to. And I think, you know, maybe he learned a few things here and there. And, and, you know, he asked, we were talking about green day and, and whether I thought he was asking me whether I thought really thought they were more influential on punk music than the sex pistols. And I was like, from a mainstream standpoint, absolutely. You know, that's, that's not even open for debate, but you know, they're very different, very different bands. Well, I always struggle with any sort of greatest of all time or most influential conversation because time is a time is a, a, a fixed construct, right? Like time is always moving. And so everything builds on top of everything else. And, and even in his conversation about another one bites the dust, like he was like, you know, I will fight anybody who says that that is a punk or a funk. And I was like, and, and I didn't respond, but yes. And the band themselves talks about it being also a sound from the disco movement, which was 
influenced by sounds of funk music so there's something to that uh it was a lot a lot of fun it was good to to talk about you know our favorite bands and we're going to keep that train rolling this week and through the rest of the nhl off season as we uh as we just want to share our love of music and so we're going to take our, our first commercial break, which isn't even going to be a recorded commercial break. It's just going to be me talking at you um, to remind you all to head over to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot and invest in a chair shot.com t-shirt. We have a plethora of options available to you over there at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. We've got our original chair shot logos. We've got phrases and sayings from various shows like hashtag save tag team wrestling. We've got shirts for some of our programs out there as well, including Dave and I's own bandwagon nerds. The best way to keep us on the airways and delivering quality content to all of you as I stumble a little bit over my words is to head over to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot and invest in the shirt. You can get one in standard style for $19.99. You can get it soft style and make yourself feel fancy on your giblets. So again, that site is prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. As Christopher Platt would say, you're not just supporting a website, you're supporting a movement. Prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Okay, so we're going to get into it with this week's round of musical chairs. And just like musical chairs, Dave and I are going to flip the order every week. And so last week I went first with my artist. I shared Queen. This week, Dave's going to share his artist. And and I'm in the dark. I don't know who Dave's going to share. So I'm just going to hand it over to you, Dave, and let's let's talk some music. It's a fun part is no one knows what we're going to pick, but... I think that Patrick knows that this band was was not going to take long to get to. Um, they're my second favorite band, and even then I'd say it's more like 1A and 1B. I am picking this week the greatest export out of Canada next to maybe hockey, and that's Rush. So I yeah, absolutely love Rush. They are, in my opinion... They are the most talented trio of musicians, bar none. You know, last week we talked Green Day was it was a tremendously talented three-man trio, but they added a fourth person along the way. Jason White was the guitarist, and they've added some other people. Rush never did that. They started in 1974, and their last studio record came out in 2012, but they were still touring up until, I think, 2018 or somewhere in there. Um, and of course, you know, tragically last year before the pandemic started to kick off 2020 and maybe let us know that this is going to be a really shitty year. Maybe we should have seen it coming was, of course, the tragic death of Neil Pert, who is still in my opinion. I mean, this is the thing about Rush. In my opinion, Neil Pert's the greatest drummer of all time. And I think there's you could argue as to other people. You can throw John Bonham. You can throw in Keith Moon. You can throw in some other people like that. Most people are going to have Neil in their top five. I still think he's the greatest drummer of all time. Getty Lee, as far as a bassist, I think is top five of all time as well. Um, Alex Lifeson is a horrifically underrated guitarist. I'd put him in in the top 10. Now, Getty's voice is never going to be confused with Freddie Mercury. However, I I would say that, that from a pure talent standpoint, Rush is, in my opinion, the most talented band that I've, I've ever heard 
Um, lyrically, Neil Peart's lyrics are are tremendous. They are, I know, they are taught in classrooms as far as poetry is concerned, and, and things of that nature. I mean, this is a band that started off in '74. Their first record didn't even have Neil Peart on it. You know, this is something that a lot of people tend to forget. The drummer back then was a guy named John Rutsey, who, if you listen to that first Rush record, and of course the big song that came out of that was Working Man, it lyrically, it's a very different sounding record. They're, you know, they're talking about drinking beer. There's a lot of, hey, baby, I'm in the mood sort of stuff. That's not Neil Peart's lyrics, and that's okay, because the record still works. But then John had to quit because they were getting more popular. I, I think they broke through in Cleveland, of all places, and then started to get a following and were going to tour. And John's health wasn't going to allow him to do that. So exit John Rutsey, enter in, you know, fortuitously as hell, Neil Pert. And really the rest is kind of history from that point on where Neil comes in with his own style. He takes over writing the lyrics. Fly By Night's a very successful album. Then they go with Caress of Steel, which is, I still think it's a good album, but it didn't have the commercial success, which then leads to the tipping point for Rush, which is 2112. And they were getting a lot of pressure from the record label at that time. Do something more radio friendly. We need to sell more records. Do this, make make this, you know, we, we need to be radio friendly or mainstream friendly or whatever. And Rush, in, in a tremendously bold move, went the complete opposite direction. And said, we are going, if we're going to go out, we're going to go out on our sword. We are going to make the record that we want to make. If the fans love it, great. And if not, at least we go out on our own terms. 2112 was a massive success. And, and the first side of that record is, is, the, is the 2112 rock opera, which is really unlike anything that had been done. I mean, rock operas had been done. The Who had done Tommy and things like that. But nothing quite like this, which really told a story of a dystopian society where music had been outlawed in the hero's journey to reclaim that and to reintroduce music to humanity. Uh, I think the biggest part about 2112 is Rush bought, not bought, I'd say created their freedom by doing that. Once that record hit and it hit as well as it did and it, and it, and it went against the grain so much they could do anything they wanted at that point with, and they were free from the control of a record label because they had organically created their own following. And, and that would persist through the next few records. And of course, moving pictures, which is probably one of the top 10 albums of all time with Tom Sawyer, limelight, a lot of really commercially successful songs. And then they went into that, that keyboard period, which a lot of people hated. And at that point in time, going back, remembering what they were like that, yeah, I wanted to see him go back to the roots, but now you go back and you listen to that music. There's some really good stuff there. And, and then, you know, so they dabbled with that and then they kind of went back to the roots. And then of course they had the tragedy. Neil Peart's daughter dies in the car crash. His wife dies of cancer a year later. Um, Neil takes like a few years off to go riding on his motorcycle around Canada. They come back and have some more successful albums and, and they ride that success all the way to the end. And I think, you know, Rush is, is just, you know, they're in the Hall of Fame and it took them forever to get in the Hall of Fame, which was a big gripe on a lot of people's parts. But they I know in an early episode of Bandwagon Nerds that we did right after Neil died, we had talked about him. And I, I distinctly remember that episode and some of the stuff we talked about. But, you know, before I turn it over to you, the last things I will say is we talked last week about uh, Epic 
iconic live performances. And you, we talked about Freddie Mercury and Queen at Live Aid and how the crowd interaction was like anything, unlike anything ever seen before. There's two of them that I've now discovered or not discovered, but recalled that I would not say it's on that level, but it's in the conversation. It's, it's sort of <laughs> close to that level. Go watch Rush perform YYZ live in Rio the first two minutes of that song and watch the crowd reaction. It's insane. And this was like their big comeback tour. That's tremendous. The other thing I want to say is that there's a song that rush does called the pass. And it's a very powerful anti-suicide song. I would suggest to anybody out there, if you know somebody dealing with depression or if you're dealing with it yourself, anybody dealing with suicidal ideation, or if it's you yourself, listen to that song and listen to the lyrics Hopefully that will help you out because there's a very strong message in there. Uh, They are just, yeah, I mean, for three guys to produce that much music and to be able to replicate you, we talked about bands doing things in live performances and that's how you really tell how great they are. Can they replicate this sound live for rush to replicate what they did in the studio live? Like some songs like La Vila Strangiato, which is an instrumental, which is insanely difficult to play. They didn't even record it in one sitting. They had to record it in pieces. That's the mark of a, a tremendously talented band. I, I I just I can't say enough about them. I got I was fortunate enough to see them live like two or three times. They are amazing. They were amazing. Um, it's tragic we won't get to see him anymore because of Neil. And he's one of those guys like Freddie Mercury. You can't replace him. I mean, Queen has done the best they could with Adam Lambert, and that's a different conversation because it's it's Queen, but it's a different band, sort of. Um, Rush without Neil Peart, I don't think you can replicate that. So I turn it over to you for your thoughts on the Canadian prog rock super trio. So Dave just blew his 10 minutes on the show. He can no longer talk. Uh, no, just kidding. Eight Dave. minutes. Eight minutes, uh, buddy. Eight minutes. Yes. That was a very, um, the entire history of Rush in eight minutes. Uh, to, to say. I think for it's me, bad, actually. the thing, the, the thing, the thing about Rush that, I mean, Neil, or not Neil Peart, Neil Peart's drumming is part of it. Uh, Getty Lee's distinctive voice, I think, is what's always stood out to me as a band. My my favorite Rush story to tell is um, when I was a residence hall director. Um, I was in a dorm. Uh, that's that's the fan- residence hall is a fancy word for dorm kids. Uh, but I was in my office and I had my stereo going and I had their greatest hits album going or a greatest hits album, uh, and it was playing along. And one of my students who worked for me passed by my office and was like, Oh, what is this? And I was like, it's rush. And he was like, I mean, what? And I was like, what do you mean? You don't know. It's motherfucking rush. And he was just like, like he'd never heard of rush before. And it made me incredibly sad. And I was like, listen, you got it. Like this band is an experience unlike any other. It's, it's a prog rock group to to the nines you know not radio friendly as you said but progressive rock never was in the 70s and you know you were talking about preferred music i uh, my favorite song by them is free will i love listening to free will and it was just it was just funny to me that i had to sit there uh and, and kind of walk through the talent of these three musicians and and again just that every tune was epic you know, and, and most people know Tom Sawyer. Like, if you play Tom Sawyer, like, oh, the name of the band is Rush, and they play the song, okay. And then you can start playing them other stuff. You know, but when you start getting into 
playing tunes talking about fairy queens and and you know plants rising up like they they whoosh right over their heads uh and that was the other thing is it's you know it's just sort of a higher uh higher level of lyric out of rush that that is very doing and, and you know as composers and musicianship it was just it was something else and so for me they're yeah they're they're easily one of the most talented bands to to grace music uh they have been emulated and imitated never duplicated and they won't ever be duplicated and, and they're just they're phenomenal and so and, and you want to talk about a difficult concert ticket to get when rush was touring you 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 if you weren't special and able to get like those early release tickets good luck getting a ticket to see rush at concert their fan base was, is rabid they are dedicated and they they sell like literally seconds and they're gone that's how that's how big rush was we had to um this is back in the days where we had to camp out for tickets and we would stay overnight at the ticket journal and yeah because i'm old and and we would get the tickets and and that's how we would go you know you'd camp out overnight you'd stay out and party and all that kind of but uh you know they were but yeah you talk about songs about uh like the trees i know you kind of loosely mentioned that without naming it but i mean it's it's a song about unionization using trees to kind of get along the message to people that this is oppression you know this is how you do it the you know the maples formed a union and demanded equal rights you know and the oaks were the oppressive taller trees it's who does that bands don't do that i mean i mean xanadu the whole story of xanadu put into an 11 minute long one of their best songs ever and then they they package that on the same record with three minutes of their one of their most popular songs ever closer to the heart so they're they're a tremendous experience band that i mean and even their later stuff like their last album was really 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 good uh clockwork angels and you know yeah i can't say enough about them and and i'm not because we've said all, all right we yeah to say. Like, and i'm gonna cut you off and tell you to tell our listeners what they should listen to by rush like something under the radar you've named off a lot of hits but let's throw something out there that maybe somebody might not be as familiar with um i'll give you two just because they're at the top of my mind one of them is um off the grace under pressure record which comes out during the synthesizer period that wasn't looked upon too fondly but the song distant early warning is absolutely fantastic i absolutely love that song also from that same period ironically enough um the song countdown which is an homage to the space shuttle launch when the when the first what was it columbia was that the first one that launched I think uh, I think it was Columbia, the very first space shuttle launch. And the whole song is about that first launch. And it's apparently like a rite of passage for astronauts. When you ask astronauts, have you heard of this song? It's like we've all heard of this song. That's another one that I think is really, really good that I, I would I would definitely check out. Excellent. Excellent. Well, there you have it, folks. David Ungar's choice this week for musical chairs, motherfucking rush. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, I will give my artist of the week on musical chairs. You are listening to chair shot radio on the chair shot radio network, a part of the ChairShot.com. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. 
Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Go to powerslam.tv, promo code ChairShot. Get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code ChairShot. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. All right. Well, we are back, and it is now my turn to talk about my artist for for this week's edition of Musical Chairs. And Dave, I got to confess, until about 24 hours ago, I had a completely different artist in mind. And I don't think I'm ever going to cover this artist. I I might. I'm not sure. We might come back. Um, So someday you may get an edition dedicated to Miles Davis, um, but it's not going to happen this week because I came to a a stunning realization that if you would have told me that my favorite album of 2021 would be an album produced by a rock and roll hall of famer who got their start in the mid sixties, I would have called you a liar. I would have laughed at you and I would have moved forward. The little O'Dowd recently, and I think I've told you the story discovered a musician by the name of Tom Jones one day on YouTube and fell in love with him to the point where as part of his bedtime routine, he would want to watch videos of Tom Jones singing songs. And so he started from, cause he watched reaction videos, like people reacting to musicians and he saw somebody reacting to the song. I never want to fall in love again by Tom Jones. And he was like, this guy's really good. And I'm like, yeah, he's, you know, he's one of the most famous voices ever. He's like, I'd like to hear more by him. And so we started exploring Tom Jones. We started buying a lot of his albums and he has quickly brought himself into my heart. And I think what's interesting is most people remember him for, you know, it's not unusual, you know, maybe Delilah, which, by the way, the little O'Dowd's favorite song is Delilah, which is a little twisted as it's all about a dude finding out his his uh, girlfriend cheated on him. So he murders her. Um, yeah, go back and listen to the lyrics. Uh, go go pay attention to the lyrics. It's, it's a little messed up. Um, and what's new Pussycat? Like, you know, some of that stuff is very 60s. And, and when you look at Tom Jones, what I always what I find amazing about his career is that he was he was kind of a do it all sort of guy and was one of those guys kind of like a Frank Sinatra or a Dean Martin at the time um, where he was putting out albums and doing all kinds of music for for the masses to listen to. And with that distinctive voice, that Welsh accent with that powerful, powerful, soulful voice, he sold he sold records and and to either the ladies loved him um but he would he 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 hosted a long-standing variety show where he did duets with all kinds of famous acts everyone from janice joplin 
to um to the mamas and the papas mama cast like he was just um gosh i'm gonna forget the guys um who was it sammy davis jr he, he just was with everybody like he did he did music with everything and then you learned that one of his best friends was elvis presley and that they had a very very close relationship and they were very tight and they were friends but they were also a little bit competitive with each other and, and that they bounced music off of each other and that you know some of elvis's late stuff in the 70s when he was doing like in the ghetto and caught in a trap and uh i'm sorry suspicious lies um uh suspicious eyes god Uh, suspicious minds suspicious minds god i'm sorry i'm not as old as you i wasn't there when it came out so (laughs) but like they like those two were making music based on like kind kind of competing with each other around that same time and to know that he is still creating and cranking out music today and my low-key thing to talk about is going to be is, is about this album that he released in 2021 called Surrounded by Time. And I love when old when when artists who've had these really long careers have the opportunity to put out these albums that are kind of retrospective and kind of a look back on their lives. And many have done it, you know, most famously everybody talks about Johnny Cash's last album, everybody remembers the cover of Hurt and, and how great that was. Um But this album is like this fascinating mix of Jones looking back on his life and his career and who he is now, as well as a a mirror at today, a mirror up in the face of today. And I got to I can't I I still haven't remember. I don't remember all the names of the songs very well, so I need to look it up real quick. But there's two songs, one that my son loves called No Hole in My Head which is terrific. But the one I'm going to recommend everybody listen to is a more of a spoken, he calls it a spoken blues song. And um, hold on. I had it and then I lost it. And I got, I got to go back and look at it. But no hole in my head is, is him talking about like people trying to put false ideas and trying to replace free thought and trying to keep him from from being the the individual he is and then the other one the one that i wanted to do is a spoken blues song called talking reality television blues in which he it's a six minute long almost spoken word blues song where he talks about the the influence that television has had on society all the way up to donald trump and and his influence and, and how that as he says, reality was killed by a reality star. And, and it's just, it's really, really good. And that he's cranking out this kind of quality music in his freaking 70s, near 80s. He might even be in his 80s now that I'm thinking about it. I can't remember how old he is. And is still performing and still has that voice. He's amazing. And he deserves respect. And he is so much more than what's new Pussycat. And it's not unusual. So I'm looking this up. Tom Jones is actually knighted. He is Sir Thomas John Woodward. Sir Tom Jones, yeah. Sir Thomas John Woodward. He is 81 years old. Holy shit. Yeah, there it is. Uh, He still still looks damn good. I mean, I... Plastic surgery there. Yeah, well, you know, whatever whatever works. Um, He's 81 years old, so... Yeah, I I hope I look that good if I reach 81, which is unlikely, but hey, you never know. Modern medicine. Uh, I... Yeah, I don't have a whole lot of, I mean, I, I recognize the more 
familiar songs you're saying, you know, what's new pussycat. Uh, it's not unusual. Delilah. I, I vaguely remember. I got to check that out. Uh, I remember with Tom Jones, it's like, he kind of like, I, I correlate him more with like Wayne Newton than Elvis, because those guys who had not musically, but just those guys who exude some sort of sexuality that drives women crazy. And Wayne was the same way, and Tom Jones. And I know they both have spent a lot of time with Vegas performances and stuff like that. But I just remember, yeah, Tom with that, I mean, that hair, that, I mean, I guess what, Afro? I guess you'd have to call it kind of is what he had. Those curls. I mean, my my dad had the same kind of haircut for a while. It was the the big thing. But uh, the guy, look, I mean, the guy can sing. There is no doubt. He's got a tremendous voice, a very recognizable voice. I, I would have to dig deeper into. Uh, I, I'm curious, you know, if he's putting out stuff at age 80, 81, that you're telling me is still good, then I'm going to have to go and listen to it and, and see what this is all about. Cause that's, you know, when you're, when you're my age and, and I know we joke around around about me, me and old, cause I am, but when you're my age and you see anybody who's still being productive at the, <laughs> over 50 year old range, then it makes me feel better about my prospects for life. So, uh, I'm, I'm all in on that, but yeah, Tom is, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's easy to kind of, for people like me out on the West coast to look at him as like a lounge act sort of thing. And he's much more than that. And I think your explanation of his career is, is fantastic especially to 16 years home oh, damn near 60 years of of musicianship yeah he started in 63 Still putting out new music so i it, it's tremendous and yeah he's um if, if you're i mean i don't know too many nights who are out there cranking out music at 81 so he's definitely somebody who i would have to check out a little bit more absolutely absolutely I'm going to ask a favor of you because I know you, you're going to you're going to tag the end of this with a couple of tunes. I, I think I'd like you to do two for me, and you can okay. do two for Rush. I think that's fair. I'd love for you to to do a snippet of Talking Reality Television Blues, if you can find our Talking Reality Television. Yeah, Blues Blues is actually on the end there. Talking Reality tev- Television Blues. Listen to the whole track, and then find a good snippet there. We do not own the rights to these music, um, and then two. I want you to go with some old Tom Jones and I want you to play a bit of I'll never fall in love again. And really the chorus, like the big chorus, because if you want to hear the scope and power of that man's voice, I think that song and that chorus just it's moving. And yeah, like I said, like people look at him as hokey and he's not hokey. Um, he's been so much more than hokey. And I, I, I think one of the things I'm going to end up doing with this segment a lot is probably pulling out acts that I love and defending them. Like I already know what I'm going to do next Saturday for another, a a band that I want to defend. Uh, and so, and I don't know if defends the right word, but to talk up and hopefully get people to look at it from another lens. So there you have it, everyone. There's, there's my pick, Tom Jones, Dave, we are coming in at just over 30 minutes well done us a little bit shorter this time uh, i think that depending on the artist we'll be up and down uh, but both of us i think we dedicated a good 10 minutes each so that that works out well for for us maybe 12 and a half or something like that yeah i i think uh i i i mean i really like this segment and, and yeah hearing tom jones name i i would never have predicted that so kudos to you See? pat 
I, I mean, I, I will probably be more, a little bit more mainstream just because I know more about that stuff and I experience a lot more of that. But, but I, I love the call, man. You know, I, I love, well, I, I love the I, Tom I Jones back pick. Because I, I, I did, I thought about this. I was like, if I want people to continue to listen, <laughs> I can't just keep being like, because I like, there's a couple of obscure bands that I really want to talk up. But I also, I kind of think of it in terms of the nerd review, and I want us to stick with, I, I want to stick with stuff that, that people be like, oh, I've heard of this, and give them a reason to listen to something new by them before I'm like, hey, discover this new artist. Uh, and so that that's kind of my goal. Um, so yeah, so there you have it, everyone. That's going to just about do it for our Monday edition of Chair Shot Radio. Before we go, Dave, as always, tell people where they can find you out there in the interwebs. Oh, you can find me on Twitter at Attitude Ag. That is at Attitude A-G-G and on Facebook.com slash Attitude of Aggression. And you can follow me on the Twitter at Wrestling Realist. That is at W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. Be sure to check in every morning to a new edition of Chair Shot Radio Monday through Friday. We have a rotating cast of characters that host and every day is something new, unique, and different. Be sure to listen later on this afternoon to Bandwagon Nerds. Dave, what is in store for the bandwagon in my absence? I have no idea, Pat, to be honest. No, I it'll be I think stunning. We'll, yeah. Radio. We'll talk we'll talk some about my Avengers campus experience, I'm sure. And maybe touch on some uh some news. It was a little bit of a quiet week, I, I felt this last dude, week. Dude, San Diego Comic Con is go it has completed. You should, you should, I would strongly suggest that perhaps San Diego Comic-Con maybe seeing if there's any interesting panels that drop some trailers, I would say head over to say the Nerdist. I got to I got to check. I haven't heard. Have you seen it? I haven't seen much yet, but I I haven't heard a whole lot coming out. San Diego Comic-Con at home. I, my preferred website, io9 is covered, loaded with coverage. So um, you can watch those sessions at home. So, you know, they're, they're on their YouTube channel. Check them out. Anyway, that's going to do it for this week or this Monday edition of chair shot radio. Thank you everyone for listening and have a wonderful Monday. Remember to always use your head. This has been chair shot radio, a part of the chair shot radio network, part of the chair shot.com. The chair shot.com. Always use your head.
Rhythm blues is easy to do. All you gotta do is rhyme a line or two. Rhyme a line or two and then you don't even have to rhyme again. See? I can say anything I want to now. Well, you know, within reason. Say sitcom catchphrase game show nation. Television soon defied explanation. As the situation took to such a degree that eventually we all heard about cable TV. Of course, free TV news swore we'd ignore it. That your average family could never afford it. But again, they were wrong. Eventually, everybody wanted their MTV. We were all tuned in, but now the shock is watching a kid do a thing called the moonwalk. Sliding backwards, really, was eventually too far. credit card bill. 